Good. Oh, hi, Renee. Hi, Julia. <laughs> we are we are starting. I know we had a little update, just a little chat right now. Yeah, but yeah, it's good to great. to uh, talk also as a podcast um, yeah. and kind of like roll and always nice to to connect. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, and just explore what uh, what we could share today, and mm. you know what's uh, what's top of mind, and yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, um, any any mm. specific topics that uh, you've been mm. kind of like that they have been surfacing in your in your life? Yeah, well, you know coaching? we. Yeah. We we were exploring today, and I'm sure this I, I could probably even be be coached through this. Um, mm-hmm. We were actually just talking about pets, mm-hmm. um, and we were pretty close to coming home with a, a puppy German Shepherd this morning. Oh, <laughs> all right, but, but um, it, it it didn't quite happen. We didn't have enough room in in the car, and I feel like the decision might have been a bit bit too rushed um but it would have been you know something different for for the family and uh a new responsibility and um yeah you know it's it's interesting i've got some stuff going on with 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 the mba and and everything else and i'm just kind of putting all of those sort of new changes like on hold until that is finished um you know, I think there's a feeling of like understanding what what my capacity is, um, and even though there ex- could be exciting changes and you know new mm-hmm. things to the day, and um, definitely having a uh, you know an animal around all the time would add a different element of energy for the boys, and mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of benefits to it. It's just I'm just seems to be like just I'm like okay, just hold off, just like hold it there um and i'm just let me just focus on this like busy 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 Mm -hmm. um and then let's you know come back to it when when i feel like i've got more more capacity to to give proper attention to it um so yeah it's 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 about a pet but it's more about that personal bandwidth of like you know spending more time with with the newest addition to make sure they're comfortable and taking them out and spending time and um, Mm -hmm. making sure nothing's overlooked. Right. And so all of those little pieces, they, they add up. And I suppose I, I want to be able to do it, do it properly. And just Mm. don't feel like I could probably even, you know, give the, the attention it deserves um, Mm -hmm. with the other focuses that are happening right now. So, you know, easy to say yes, um, put Mm. the dog in the car and drive home Mm -hmm. and then, you know, deal with it as, as, as the day unfolds. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, yeah, so I think we're going to do a little bit more research, pause it for a minute and Mm -hmm. see when the best time is for that. Yeah. So I do hear that there is some excitement and it was so close and, having the new energy and uh, maybe uh, it's just all the healing aspect of having animals around, but I'm also hearing that you're tired and there's a lot going on. 
right. the moment yeah. and perhaps having another another um, living being to take care of is just a little bit too much to handle right now yeah i think so, so i'm also so. sensing a bit of relief like oh i dodged this oh, <laughs> <But> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, sorry the car's too full right? <laughs> yes <laughs> that was close like, that was close <laughs> <laughs> can't we just get a fish like, can't we just get a fish oh, I God. can do a fish you know, yes I'm I you know I'm not sure I had mm. fish as as pets as well that's what I thought yeah. at a certain point but there was uh, something really I learned about uh, death and dying from having fish you know wow yeah yeah, I guess constantly, constantly. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! It's true. It's true. Mm. It's and it's one of those sort of unexplained, with with those smaller ones. You're not sure how, yes. what their life expectancy is going to be. And, yeah, you know, um, and all those pieces. And then just observing that that cycle of kind of like <gasps> like coming and all of them are dead and it's like oh like what did they do like oh too much food you know like and that process is actually it's a very like with, with other with a dog or a cat you have some bandwidth also like right. you know like to, okay right. ah, you know they're a bit behaving <laughs> so but with fish is like it just happens very quickly <laughs> you know <laughs> And then until you find the equilibrium, and then then it's amazing. But all of that yeah. takes a bit Very of tranquil. research. Yeah, it's true. My friend has uh, has an aquarium, and she's like, I got these really beautiful fish, but the big fish ate them. And yeah. now she's like, now, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> yes. it's like okay. a battlefield. <laughs> yeah. I think I'll just stick with like one singular goldfish that goes around and around and around. <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it it all but I'm I'm hearing some need maybe for for newness and uh it's kind of like uh shifting the focus uh of the yeah. family. And how much yeah. are the boys um asking for it? Is that <laughs> part? They you know that when they when they saw the dog today, they were you know, enticed, they were intrigued by, you know, this little ball of fur mm. and, you know, and um, I think they would, I think they would really, yeah, enjoy that, that other presence. Right. And so, um, mm. but with that, I'm like, okay, make sure he doesn't run into the forest, make sure we, you know, someone is responsible for feeding him, make sure if he doesn't bite the kids. Like, I'm like, like, mm -hmm. there's this like, of two minds of of saying like let's enjoy the moment when when it does happen and at the same time like okay do we have everything in place like that <laughs> controlling side planning side of like making sure that nothing mm -hmm. goes amiss um, yeah. when it happens yeah but uh, yeah it's bound to go amiss yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> That's why when we you will be looking for them in the forest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I but it's also really interesting. I mean, you know, like I have a senior dog and and um, I've been going through these waves of observing his health, kind of like going 
yeah. down and declining and then part of me just wants to get a new puppy and and have that mm. vibrant new energy of like observing life it's actually there's some magic in in watching life uh, evolve right mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. this sense of connection and playfulness and I realized how much I feel like I aged with my dog because I used to go out for hikes um, and it was always like, oh, uh, dogs. And I had two, one passed uh, a couple of years ago as well. And, and, and then it was like, I need to take them to the mountains, right? Like, and myself, and I love hiking, obviously. But then sure. since he's been old, I feel guilty going alone. So mm. I, I stopped, right? Like, and I feel like my body is also like declining. So I'm like, I want some life around me, you know? they're very uh, healing then i'm working with my coach as well and and she was saying like well you know i got my covid puppy (laughs) it's like you know it's like that's it right like needing some uh, some newness because everything seems to be on hold in some way right like so it's um, right right yeah. yeah yeah it's true it's true we had a um uh we we have that as well the sort of the this this influx of people who like adopted all these different cats and and, and mm. dogs and what we found afterwards actually when things started kind of renormalizing mm-hmm. um was that a lot of them got given back up for adoption mm. um because people went back to work they they couldn't stay home to take care of them. Um, yeah. You know, different different reasons, of course, surfaced. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just kind of, you know, came to light about what is one's motivation for for wanting um, yeah. an animal as part of the family. Yes. Um, and so, you know, for for perhaps for my husband, it's more like security and like, you know, protecting our place. And mm-hmm. for me, it's about, you know, companionship for the boys and having that as part of their childhood um, right. as well and building those memories, um, teaching them responsibility as well and, mm-hmm. and all those pieces. So it's, yeah, it's, it's understanding more about kind of what, what draws one to, to making a decision around mm-hmm. that yes yeah mm-hmm. and I, I it's really like family planning it's really yeah. is you know it's us yeah. looking for additional family member and yeah. and it does really require these kind of questions to be answered i mm-hmm. so we adopted um most recently um well in the same year we adopted two cats as mm-hmm. well and and one of them is having seizures Oh, and, and it was really kind of like but it's really interesting i remember before when i was going for pets i i would be like okay back home way way back when i was like okay you know this is a full bred dog and you know like and and i really there's something uh like I, the genes and i know exactly what kind of personality but when mm-hmm. we got uh, her it's all this collapsed for me uh it's such it's so happening with so much ease and care Mm. and and eventually she stopped having seizures it's just the other day she had four in one day this was really really not normal 
but then like this sense of there is another being that is having something is happening with her whatever that is Mm -hmm. and then thinking okay here we are we crossed each other's paths most likely somebody dropped her on the street because of these seizures um, already um but yeah, like I, what what is really uh, what I'm celebrating is that there is no part of me feeling that there is a huge burden, but it mm. requires support, right? It's not the right. one person care is is too much, right? Right, it can be right. very challenging. Mm. So having the whole family agree of the conditions and what is going to happen is, is mm-hmm. a beautiful process to go through as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And just sitting, sitting with that a little bit longer to kind of think it through. Mm. Um, so because it's, it's about also being kind of proactive to those unforeseen scenarios. Um, because when we're in a, more of a reactive state to being like, oh, I didn't think this was going to happen. And then, you know, what something does, um, it's like, how can you just be best prepared for it so that you can handle it the best that you can for everybody? Um, And it's, it's as though, you know, you're, you're making the decision on behalf of the boys as well. If something does happen and, you know, Mm. it it is, you're right. It's, it's a family affair. Um, uh, because it does change a dynamic within within mm-hmm. the home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, big time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm so. looking forward to hear how it all evolves, yeah. and uh, yeah, let, let's celebrate the the finishing of your thesis. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. First Hopefully, I don't send you send you a picture in three days. And say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Well, actually, has a change. (laughs) House needs to be taken care of. (laughs) That prevails. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But since we are mentioning your thesis, I'm also curious are there any new findings, anything uh, that is emerging that uh, is bringing some light bulbs to that? So. Yeah, you know it's it's interesting now. I'm I'm embracing the um the methodology section, so it's the analysis of of all the data collected, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's quite it's quite a process. I mean, just I, f- I feel as though I'm I'm naturally analytical, um, with sort of that kind of more of a background in psychology, etc. Um, but. The, the, the coding of information, the, the recognize the recognition of, of patterns and, and mm. themes that emerge and um, trying to, you know, tie those and blend it in with all the literature as well. So I'm at this like convergence mm. part. Um, and I feel as though that's, I, I've, I've been procrastinating with this section because I feel like it's been going to be the hardest um, is being able to sort of position that, um, that the outcome of whatever the, the outcome is going to, whatever it's going to be. Um, so from a research perspective, that's kind of where, where I'm at. Um, but what's emerging is is it's so interesting that a lot of senior executives um are are naturally embracing a more compassionate style of leadership 
um, at least the ones that I was was interviewing. Um, and it was whether it was through a point of crisis um, that it happened within the business or whether it was that they wanted to shift something personally mm-hmm. for themselves um, or whether it was because they just wanted to change their approach. They were looking for a change, needing a change and, um, you know, stepped into a space of more self-awareness and said, we could do things differently. Um, Mm -hmm. and just wanted to make that, that shift. Um, so I, I feel as though, again, going, kind of going back to like people's motivations, Mm -hmm. um, they're all similar, but it all led them to a very, very, um, familiar place, um, that they all kind of share a commonality mm-hmm. to wanting to connect more with people shift in terms of their own expectations of themselves, how drive, how hard they drive themselves, how hard they drive their teams, um, the amount of pressure they put on themselves and how that comes out, um, mm-hmm. and how that impacts like the culture and, and other other leaders' performance by by copying that, by mirroring that, um, and recognizing how um, how counterproductive that was. Um, mm. So a lot of neat neat pieces are are coming are coming up. Um, and ultimately, when I when I first you know thought about doing you know compassionate leadership and mindfulness. I was also looking for like the, the business acumen, right? That the sort of the business weight of, of how it's going to have that impact. Mm-hmm. Um, it's incredible to know how much of an impact it does have on both the people side of the human side, mm-hmm. but also the the business side of, mm-hmm. of, of, of a company or a business. Um, it's it's mutually beneficial, and and I guess my question that I'm still left grappling with is if there's so many benefits to it, mm-hmm. why is it still sometimes for for some like the last resort of of not wanting to to practice it or or naturally, right? Mm-hmm. So if we're in stressful situations, we may naturally trigger um perhaps a more authoritarian um approach to to Mm. leadership more more delegation more kind of type a um and so why wouldn't why wouldn't if there's all these benefits to compassionate leadership why wouldn't that be the natural go-to when triggered in a stressful situation Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i don't know it's it's like we kind of fall into that that those suits of of complying or or controlling or or pleasing um and that's where a lot of leaders are more comfortable in in those spaces um mm-hmm. but at the same t- you know you think what what can what can we write what can i write in this paper to help create more enlightenment or more of a shift for those that are in stressful situations to naturally turn towards 
you know, using compassionate leadership or, or mindfulness mm. as a means of reaching that end. So could it be just the response to stress? I mean, if, mm-hmm. if this is getting us into this um, natural fight, flight, or freeze, or, or even, yeah. as they're saying, fawn, I, I don't know if you heard that there are now uh, even additional Fs, Mm. In, in there's the phone yeah morning yeah, especially yeah. for right. for women uh, uh apparently um, or with the abuser right like that that mm. something happens that and i think we are all in this together you know like that um maybe the trends were that we were admiring leadership of you know somewhat stronger more decisive uh, someone who is just saying that's where we are going and, you know, like take it or leave it. And mm. that now it's also consciousness is shifting. And, and maybe the more people are practicing mindfulness, that the, 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 the easier it is to observe this response and be non-reactive, right? To be responsive rather than reactive. Right. Um, um, and and then, you know, like the question is also like, are we connecting more with our hearts? Do, are we having more trust in in human capacity? Mm-hmm. Because it's this compassion is just this innate capacity to love people, to love, mm-hmm. you know, like what we are going through, to observe the struggle and not be taken by it. Um, mm-hmm. It's very interesting. I'm, I'm for some reasons. I um, recently watched two two documentaries, and and one for um, uh, it's called uh, for Diana, Lady Diana, oh, yeah. and uh, and another one on uh, on on Osho. It's called Wild Wild Country, um, mm-hmm. um, and. You can kind of like there are some some similarities, but like Diana was a very very compassionate, had mm-hmm. very compassionate presence, and and people adored her, you know. Like and she also managed to step up and, uh, against the establishment, and she mm-hmm. had, but she also had this somewhat they're saying like uh, rock star personality. She like, you know, like the. The idea mm-hmm. of wanting to be with celebrities and and so on, um, but this compassion that it was like people were like billions of people were just almost you know very supportive of her, adoring her, mm-hmm. and then you know there's Osho also having that rock star uh, personality, uh, but he was very much about anti-establishment, very strongly. You can't experience, well, at least not in the documentary, that much Mm. about his compassion. He was more about breaking the human personality and kind of like getting the creation of the new human and just resulted with tons of, of, um, I I don't know, like uh, different uh, problems and and mysteries and so on. but I am I am thinking now, like how, what, who are we selecting, you know, as leaders? With what mm. kind of 
leadership in countries are there in the world and you can see some stereotypes in the past maybe five ten years you know like something was very much about this like father figure authoritarian Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of strong, uh, you know, countries are having that kind of leadership, and, and mm-hmm. it's difficult to let go of power. Really difficult. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With compassion, yeah. I guess maybe people come first, and the rest comes together with it. But it's not right. necessarily the the primary thing. I guess it's a, just a little bit of a philosophical perspective, rather than anything. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And and I think you you've hit on something that like who who yeah, who do we have right now that is that is truly modeling and, and embracing that um you know that is on the forefront that can say you can be strong and compassionate and have those two very enduring qualities. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, there's not many. <laughs> it's yeah, very I think you can think of New Zealand is maybe uh, lucky. Uh, mm. uh, there is something yeah. there that is happening that I'm really curious about. Mm. Um, it's also the, the the sense of fear is compassion, right? Like, right. Uh, and and again, I think a lot of people are thinking compassion means only to to be you know, like loving, caring, and then the rest, everybody can do whatever, whatever they want. But it's, it's the, the compassion also takes some fierceness, right? Like in it right. and capacity to say no as well. And, and, right. uh, and have very, very clear boundaries. Um, so, so this is, um, yeah. yeah, I, I think, Ultimately, I'm just curious, are we able to say, to change our uh, uh, relationship with power? I, I think that mm. is, uh, uh, I'm, I'm really curious for, uh, about that, that aspect of humanity. Yeah. And, and you look at the history of, of power, right? And you look at how it's, how it's unfolded over, over the centuries. It's, it's, it's always been present, um, but just manifested itself in, in different ways, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, in centuries past, it was, it was the war, right? It was the leaders of, of the different armies. It was, um, that was the sense of power. Now it's more like political power and economic yeah. power um, where, you know, who, who holds that. And now it's more like the technology power who's got, and um so it's just rearing rearing itself in 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 different ways but it's still very still very present and Mm -hmm. still at the forefront of of what makes a lot of the decisions even front end or the back end um so it influences a lot of those bigger global decisions anyways Mm -hmm. yes and dealing with a lot of uncertainty you know and this is where um, you know, like uh, younger people are coming with confusion. Well, where are we going heading into? But you know, younger people. Yeah. I remember, I I was, I mean, I was growing up and at the time of the Cold War, and I had mm. same questions and and mm-hmm. and same fears. 
And just looking uh, recently, I just realized, like, just looking at the past 20 years, I mean, we started with the whole year 2000, millennial bug, and this, mm. like, catastrophe of everything will just collapse. And then we moved forward and, okay, we are still here, right? And then we kind of, like, sway from this catastrophe to ignorance, which is mm. really, I, I find it very curious. And then um, 2012, right? Like, okay, Maya's prof prophecy is going to be the end of the world. Let's prepare, mm. you know, last resort. And then COVID comes and it's like, this is it. This is the end, right? Like then we are hoarding and, and thinking it's like, can we come in and like almost like missing that sense of togetherness as, as humanity mm. coming mm together and and reaching some some mutual agreement i mean okay like having an, an idea about about the difference in cultures but um, mm. some there's some notion that that uh, communities are going to to really be having this like shared sense of power and that it's not going to mm. be like mine versus yours or which one person is going to lead the country and when we talk about the politics right but is it uh, another part is is it possible to um to to create big future this is another inclination that we've been having you know like as coaches we always start what's your agenda where are you going mm -hmm. what's your big hairy audacious goal right yeah, like yeah. what are you creating next for what purpose and i find that i'm getting a little bit into like mm, okay what's the meaning of all of this i don't have energy to create this big goal where i can see how how am i uh, moving forward right like right. some um, total revaluation of um, of where i am where am i going Mm. Mm. And, and and with my clients as well a lot of topics about uncertainty right and i think maybe when we are in that space being compassionate as leaders knowing that hey yeah this, these are hard times yeah so it's yeah, also it's, the situation supporting us right mm. absolutely absolutely and you know when when looking at at compassion about how how we are seeing the the need for it um, in the workplace, in the communities, in the families. Um, it's this idea of how does one first then um, show compassion for self, right? I think we maybe touched on this in one of our uh, you know previous conversations, but it's. You know, it's if if we can feel what the benefits are, if we can feel the the value, um, then we want to be able to share that mm -hmm. with other people. Um, and so, really, you know that that idea of of change starting with self, um, you know, it really comes back to uh, the value of understanding what it means for 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 the person, um, and then being able to you know emanated around to to others um but how often do we take that time for ourselves to mm -hmm. to give to give it to ourselves to reflect on why we need it um 
why we might not be able to give it even, you know, that permission piece. Um, because I think the value of being able to do that, to slow down and to do that, then can accelerate this mm-hmm. idea of, of, of paying it forward to, you know, making sure that it's something that we can spread around. Yes, absolutely. I, I think also that there is some need for the shift that we don't see compassion mm-hmm. as some form of sacrifice. I'm mm-hmm. sacrificing myself uh, in order to help others and that then I'm paying it forward like that and eventually I'll be taken care of. And, and I think that's a beautiful cycle, but, but mm-hmm. I have a feeling that there is some some too much of it that interest where is this full cycle and that I'm, i've been paying it forward why is it not finding me right and then you realize that it's not really coming from from some some innate honest uh, space mm. um and also understanding like um you know I'll, I'll share a little bit of awareness because i have a feeling compassion without awareness is also um uh, can can take us into different different places. Um, mm. So I've been having some uh, ear infection, right? I shared with you, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and and some pain, uh, which it's very strange that this pain that I would do something and suddenly like it would like hit my ear, the pain from inside, and I would just scream. And this motion and this, the quality of pain took me straight into childhood and and the time when I had these ear aches as I was growing up. And before I realized what it actually was, what the I thought it was wisdom tooth related. And in the end, okay, I, I had uh, uh, the, the ear infection. And before that, I just had this need to be taken care of but specifically from my mother, right? Mm-hmm. And, and some reason. So the interesting thing is that I created this story that she was saying to me, no, you have to take care of yourself and that's it. Just be a grown-up person. So mm-hmm. I felt like she was rejecting me. I, I don't mm-hmm. know if I mentioned even that in the previous podcast. So, but very interesting thing happened. When I realized that actually there was this childhood memory of really being taken care of by my mom when I was going through these Mm -hmm. ear infections because she knew exactly you know she would hold me in her arms she would you know like do you know like here is some soup you know like yeah let's go to see a doctor in the middle of the night fever and all of these things I just felt loved right? Mm. And it wasn't until I worked with my coach and she was like, okay, well, can you imagine your mother feeling your mother's hug? So, and that just took me into awareness. So there's this one part that I can actually hug right now, give her that sensation and that care. And honestly, it felt like this self-compassion that I, I, felt this little part in me and that I could give her self-compassion, mm-hmm. give her compassion, it almost felt like I was filling my own glass, <laughs> you know, like of, of compassion, nourishing mm-hmm. myself. And suddenly I stopped this craving 
and neediness because there was no way that my mom could do anything. I couldn't fly back. She can't come here. I mean, the only thing I could set myself for is is huge disappointment and making myself even worse, you know? Mm. And another very interesting thing happened just yesterday after I've been feeling like, okay, I'm going into this space. And I was like, okay, let me check my messages with my mom. How mm. did I form? At which point? First, I was curious. At which point did I form this belief that my mom was rejecting me? And I went, I scrolled back through the messages. My mom was only giving me love. You know, it was amazing to read through the messages and be in absolute shock. How did I form the, this belief mm. that my mom was rejecting my, my my because in my mind I created this idea, Mom, I really miss you. I really would love, you know, I want you to hold me. That's what I thought I was telling her. There was no message directed to my mom where I was clear what I really needed from her. Isn't that so interesting? I mean, we just, the, the narratives, the, the beliefs, you've mentioned yes. the word belief in there. And yeah. we had just done something with a client about, you know, that, that idea of like uh, what's under the water, right? What's under the water. And, and then there's like this iceberg and, it's, it's like until we stop and slow down and to understand what's going on under there. Yes. And oftentimes beliefs and assumptions are hand in hand, right? They kind of go on the same, on the same line. And it's, and you're right. Sometimes those beliefs could be as, as you'd said, like just a, a story that we create, yeah. um, to fulfill something that's going on, right? Like it's whatever was going on. But yeah. you know, like, and from what I when I got in touch with with all these layers, so for the first layer was there is a girl inside that is used to be taken care of by mom. Mm -hmm. Now I deprived her of that care for the past two years because mm. I haven't been home for two years. Okay. Okay. So that's one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So she's really feeling fatigued and, and she's insecure and thinking nobody else can take care of me like my mom mm -hmm. can. That kind mm -hmm. of care is just mm -hmm. not being, not able to be fulfilled. But when I saw that and I could give that to myself, I actually realized that the quality of self-care the way how I was relating to myself changed. You know, right. it's changed, it's shifted. I was able to be more gentle with myself, you mm -hmm. know, like to go and pause at times when I felt like I was fatigued and the pain was coming in. Mm -hmm. And my immune system was getting stronger. You know, mm -hmm. and suddenly there was help. Suddenly somebody came, a friend who is a nurse, she came and I felt this care, you mm. know, like that I didn't even expect. And uh, there was this moment she was like, oh, but maybe the medicine. I'm like, oh, my God, you're just giving me everything that I've been missing from my, my mom. You know, it's just that sense of suddenly I was open to receive that care from others as well, you know. Right, right. And I, 
And I think that's such an important point of being open to receiving care and open to be receiving compassion, right? So often we have to feel that we're, we're strong and we can do everything and be independent. And, you know, the, the litany goes on, but, you know, can, can we, without, without being in like, like a terminal state where we have to have people do a thing for us, can we not take a step back and say like, you know, I just want to receive some of that, some of that care and attention, right? Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's just uh, last week. Um, uh, I was observing my partner uh, going through um, like a steep decline of and going towards the the burnout, right? But mm-hmm. not quite there yet, right? Mm. So realizing that there is some overwhelm happening and. And so there was a question, and she said, am I getting sick? Mm. And so I, and I looked at her, and I said, you know, you don't need to make yourself sick in order to uh, take a day off. Mm-hmm. You know, would it be okay to take a day off knowing that tomorrow you will be back in the settle, settle but if you don't, then you're going to be you know, you'll collapse yeah. for, for five days. Right. And mm-hmm. then there's that guilt, right? Like, I can't take time for myself because there are times right. when we just really need to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Really step back. And I think maybe this is what COVID helped us to go and say, I'm going to work from home. It's much easier now to say mm-hmm. that and not mm-hmm. to be this odd person who is just saying, yeah, you're going to work from home. What are you talking about, right? right? <laughs> but, but that moment when we use the excuse of our body collapsing in mm. order to take care of ourselves is, is, is some habit um, that I think really needs, needs a shift. And self-compassion, I, I think, is, is there. It's really a way, great way of maintaining the motivation, the, 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 the kind of like boosting the, the energy from inside. I actually right. started a new, right. new practice, uh, and mm. that's uh, self-compa- writing self-compassion letters to myself. Oh, that's beautiful. What... Uh... When did this when did this begin for you? Well, just recently, actually. Uh, so I'm, I teach this mindful self-compassion uh, program, right. and it's one of the practices. But I realize now in the past two years, um, I, I, this is, I think, uh, the eighth uh, program I'm, I'm teaching. And every time I discover a, a new new practice and I go and like, oh my God, this is what this practice means. Mm-hmm. You know, like because there are many, there are around 27 practices, meditations and, and different formal and informal practices. And they're out there for people mm-hmm. to discover them, you know. Mm-hmm. And suddenly I realized the writing letters to myself. And actually there are three perspectives that we can take so i can write to myself as me to me mm-hmm. i can write to myself as kind of like uh, having a friend write to me mm. which for me works really like my future self writing to my present self 
Right. Or as my present self writing to my past self. Mm, that's powerful. Right. Mm-hmm. Or as my present self writing to my future self. Mm. And this perspective and coming from the sense of, hey, I understand what you've been through or I understand what you're dealing with and then taking Mm -hmm. these three steps of self-compassion, which is mindfulness, understanding uh, uh, usually the point of not only suffering, the the point also of celebration, joy, you know, and this is also compassion is about, you know, bringing aspect of like, oh, you're in love, you know, or you're feeling hopeful, like this is amazing, Mm -hmm. right? So, um, uh, and then from there to to bring that common humanity aspect, it's like this is part of life, you know, this is how life goes. We go into these states, right? Like an ecstatic feeling of joy can also bring bring suffering, right? Like uh, Mm -hmm. getting out of equilibrium, right? And then the last one is bringing this um, loving kindness wish, the wish mm-hmm. for, you know, health, the wish for healing, and and I just read a few of the letters that and okay, writing is is really nice, but reading it afterwards mm, is amazing. Must... You know, it's like oh wow, yeah, that's that's what was going on for me. And, and I'm just feeling this surge of appreciation, of, of connection with myself or self-acknowledgement. Um, mm. It's really boosting my motivation. I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. That's amazing. And so do you are able to take time and, and walk me through what the space looks like before, before you put pen to paper? Is there um, a meditation that that you lead yourself through, or um, how do you get mm-hmm. your mind in the, in the space to? Well, I I kind of like want to make it a little bit like free flow of like stream of consciousness rather than mm-hmm. you know I'm experimenting uh, yeah. with it. So it's actually what came out yesterday was a poem. Suddenly I realized I was writing a poem. <laughs> You know, like, uh, and so the and and looking just words coming in. So the first one is like, okay, what is really going on? Oh, I'm struggling right. with this, 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 that, and it's like, oh yeah, like I can see see that how it's coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's um, a part of me that is for forgetting to do it as well. Right. So it's mm-hmm. it's really. Um, you know, what, what is going on is that there is this part of like, there's still a little bit like, yeah, like, I, wh- why? I don't need it. It's okay, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And especially when I go and I realize that, oh, you know, I need to take care of my dog. He's mm-hmm. old or like, oh, the cat is having seizures. It just drops. Like, I, you know, I'm nowhere yeah. there to be included in that when I take the caregiving giving role, right? It's it's really uh, it's really not not easy uh, to be there for me. That's one, and then another one is when I'm, 
you know, like what mindfulness actually helps us to um, not be over-identified. So mm. mindfulness gets, gets me into the space like, oh, pain is present. But I'm, when I'm over-identified with pain, I am in pain. I am hurting. I am feeling fatigue. I am fatigue, right? Mm -hmm. I find it very difficult to do it then, right? Mm. So this awareness, so from that perspective, scheduling the time, having a ritual, Mm -hmm. And what you're mentioning, like, yeah, getting into the zone uh, and the space of just being curious and saying, okay, what, what is alive for me right now? What, what am I experiencing? Mm -hmm. And and then um, just coming into that space and saying like, oh, this is, this is alive for you right now. It's, it sounds as though there's also a, a connection to... Um, to that authenticity of, of holistically of whole of who you are, mm -hmm. right? You, you mentioned about like the past, the present, and the future. Well, we have these minds, right, that travel across mm -hmm. these continuums, um, and so to be able to say holistically, you're bringing them kind of all together. That's really powerful. Yeah, um, and to that that stream of consciousness that that will become so much clearer the more mm. that you write these letters like pen to paper it's clear clarity when we get our thoughts out mm -hmm. um from our from our minds and onto paper it's like you know mm -hmm. it just it's yeah it does something yeah it does it does it gives the perspective mm. uh of like you know also the written it, it stops being just you know it's about the different formation of the energy uh, the it's something I a while ago I heard like um, so you have the energy of the thoughts and if mm -hmm. we have this energy just in our mind and it's not expressed it's like wasted it becomes garbage at certain point it becomes mm. uh, too much or like a stale water you have water in the cup after a whole day even a couple of hours you're not really going to be into drinking that water right right, right. so if we don't right really take that uh, uh, express these thoughts then they become mm -hmm. stale so the mm -hmm. energy is expressed by either speaking right like verbalizing what mm -hmm. is there so mm -hmm. sharing about ideas or putting it on the paper right that's right that's right that's Here. right like just then yeah. and then the third one is if we just express right so if mm. if we are expressing and it's not coming into action then it's also mm. wasted right so if it sucks I'm, yeah. yeah if i'm just talking about things if i'm just saying my ideas are these but then i'm not living them i'm not putting action into that that's also mm. wasted energy so ultimately mm. the completion of the, an idea and let's say you know the idea the completion of the journey of idea from the thought to expression, to the to the action, right? That's mm. the full cycle of, of the energy really uh, moving. Mm. And 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 to me, do you notice anything that's happening physically for you um, when when going through that process? Well, I'm definitely feeling the elation, like the the 
it's kind of like a lightness inside, some right. uh, some sense of nourishment, um, definitely sense of belonging. Hmm. It's it's almost like wow, these are the words that I really want to hear. You know, <laughs> that's exactly that. Oh, like wow, that sounds really cool. You know, and and there so there are these times when if I'm going through the period of maybe. Uh, two days of, of forgetting about it or being wrapped up with with mm-hmm. you know either too much work or or and, and you know like it's a new practice so I'll do another practice and I'm like oh yeah and this practice like I, I forgot to write as well then I go and I write to my past self like oh these three days you've been you know you've been a little bit disconnected mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. You, you forgot to write, uh, and that's okay, that happens, you know, so yeah, then I sure, just give myself sure. compassion for that, you know. That's right, that's right. Wow, that's, I mean, it's it's, it's amazing to be able to, you know, I, I think about being a, a teenager and having a diary, you know, that you write in every day, and it's mm-hmm. about, you know, just little things that you write when you're a teenager, girl right going through high school or what have you and so I think if you can you know even look back at what have been some of those rituals and you know things in the past about even just journaling um, and bringing that to the present day about you know how that's evolved and matured um, and then applying that same principle Mm -hmm. to what it is that you need as a as more of a an adult um, then you can really be able to give yourself what it is that you're that you're looking for and, and needing and um mm-hmm. oftentimes we, we we can give what we need to ourselves but if we don't spend that time in awareness we may not know what that is and then keep seeking it externally exactly so and you mentioned about the, the time and energy that we that, that we waste doing that is going and looking externally for those for those sense of, of fulfillment. Um, yeah. And it's, it's even that you're taking yourself sort of one step further away from, from that, from yourself as well. Absolutely. And you know, like, how about we, we, you know, instead of coming from neediness space of mm-hmm. neediness, it's like, I need to be taken care of. I am mm-hmm. craving, you know, how many times it happens when we are in that space that actually people get repelled by it. Right. Those are the times when we realize how lonely and alone we feel because people are, you know, like yeah. it's too much. That's when right. we get carried givers fatigue, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when, when we can uh, like fill our cup, you know, half uh, full, uh, mm-hmm. then, then people appear and then it's exciting. Everybody likes to help, you know, right. like and, and feel like they're contributing. But then, then it becomes uh, a little bit more uh, also exchange of the energy because we can also give appreciation in return and and not feel guilty for being taken care of and all of this. It's just a, such a complex, you know, like uh, <laughs> it's like bundle of emotions and everything is it, just <laughs> unbelievable. Um, yeah. It seems very complicated, right? Mm. Um, but even like I know that we, there's these like gratitude journals, for example, right? Mm-hmm. And so in gratitude journals, what happens is you write, yeah, like three things you're grateful for. But I actually read about some research 
that uh, when we do it only intellectually, after a while, this becomes a pressure because we can, if we do anything where, where I'm doing it and thinking, I'm going to feel better when I do this, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Then it becomes a chore. And if I'm not feeling better, it's going to be like putting too much effort. And that's not gratitude. That's not the felt sense of gratitude. And in the same way, when we are giving compassion to ourselves, when we are reading these things, we need to let that compassion touch our hearts mm-hmm. to embody the feeling, right? Like, so it's to savor, to really. And to be honest as well, you know, like even to give compassion to the part that is saying, I I don't want to take care of myself, let's say. This is hard. I just want to collapse. Mm-hmm. And to give compassion to that. So in, in the end, it's like looking at these layers of awareness of which part is really aching right now and longing to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not, yeah. it's uh, even just, you know, self-compassion can be like, oh, I can, I'm, I'm aware right now. I just really need to know that I belong, right? And then to write it down, like, I just want you to know you belong to me. I, I want you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> then it's like, really oh, wow, this is really, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I mean it, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And oftentimes we just are looking for validation from ourselves, right? It's it's kind of going back to the the story about about with your mom, right? It's like this idea of of her potentially rejecting, but it it didn't come from from her at all. It was something that was just going on inside of ourselves that you know we needed to reconcile. Um, I think really I was rejecting myself. Mm. You know, I was rejecting that. I was the one rejecting that needy girl inside of me because mm. she was draining the my energy. I was like, well, stop it. We can't go home. That's all that I want to say. It's just enough, you know, enough already. Right. But when really I started to hear myself, it's like, I need my mommy. And I'm like, my God, like, this is like, where is this coming from? Right. You know, and it's not that my and my mom's relationship, we are not super close mm. <laughs> you know, either. There have been difficulties <laughs> in that relationship. So everything came sure. as a surprise, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So really, but to be able to actually, and it took a week. I mean, it was holding yeah. me, uh, you know, uh, and and to release my mother from the um, from that burden. But you know what is amazing? Just this morning, I wake up and her message arrives, and she says, "Oh my goodness, I'm craving for the time when you will be able to come back home. Emotions mm-hmm. are so strong." Oh my gosh. Wow. And that must have just been like. Exactly. So actually, she spoke. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, and this sense of deep connection and just feeling like, wow, yeah, okay, I feel it. We, we are in this together. Mm-hmm. We just miss each other. And yeah, yeah this is hard. That's yeah. right. That's right. And I think, you know, it kind of brings sort of everything back full circle in a sense that what 
what is the motivator for compassion? And, you know, part of it is that sense of connection. Yeah. Right. Mm. That, that human desire for connection, um, you know, whether it's in like wherever it is, the workplace or outside or wherever. So it's, and I think we, we underestimate the, the value and the, um, the intensity of that, um, of that connection. Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think if we can kind of keep that going, I think that's it. Well, a lot of these communities that, that come up, they're trying something new, you know, they're, their first and foremost pillar is, is about connecting as a community. Yes. Um, um, because perhaps we are losing something in the fabric of society. Yes. The, the sense time. of connection and sense of belonging, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I watched some of the, also a while ago on, on some interviews of people who were in tech and, you know, like, uh, discovering the whole mm. uh, internet and and mm. having this vision uh, of beautiful vision of of um, enabling humans to be connected mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. wider level but mm. we now know that the presence the physical connection right you know it can con- it still cannot be supplemented it's great no. addition you know, it's, sure. this is fantastic that we are able to do this. Yeah. But, you know, like, let's not forget. Let's not forget what would I yeah. do to how much I missed our time when we used to sit in this room that I'm looking at mm-hmm. just across the yard and sit together mm-hmm. with the community and meditate. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. spend hour and a half and often in silence right so this is another Mm -hmm. thing like of how much can we experience deep connection just sitting in silence Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah yeah Mm -hmm. well i mean perhaps this could be for our next our next talk but it reminds me of um we were at a protest um an environmental march um Hundreds of thousands of people were there wow. uh, in downtown New York. Um, but on the hillside, there was a group of people who were meditating, mm-hmm. you know, and so it just, it really was just, you know, um, a really nice space to, to yeah. see that you've got these, you know, the activists with the signs and, you know, the, the chants, and then you also have the individuals on the hill on the on the hillside yeah. um this is my my actually i feel that there is a bit of a new mission emerging with me and that is compassionate mm. activism mm. and i'm i'm curious about that i know that there is engaged mindfulness uh, that comes mm-hmm. from Han and also like uh, there is in buddhism but compassionate activism is something that I've been really, really curious about. I, I feel that mm. compassion has uh, capacity to move the world, um, and that's mm. and, and not only with stillness, but with the expression where we engage in compassionate dialogues mm-hmm. and and 
and really get uh, that force going. But anyway, it's it's a bit. I will keep you updated. I am. Please do. I am exploring. Yeah, keep us all updated. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. that's that's it has a very nice ring to it. Yes, activism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there is a lot to be done. So, mm -hmm. but for today, shall we shall we wrap it up? Uh, it seems sure, like sure. With this with this notion and idea, um, um, maybe uh, it's also getting late uh, where, getting where you are at as well. Oh, but yes, fine. it's okay. It's okay. But we will mm -hmm. we will meet um, next week probably. So yeah. let, let's yeah, uh, right. keep in touch, right? Let's do that. Right. Yes, absolutely. And to all people so who are listening and uh, are uh, have contributed to our hundred uh, mm. podcast being downloaded, and we are getting a little <laughs> celebration kind of like things. Yes. It's wonderful to be exchanging these ideas and uh, look forward to touching on the next topic. Yeah, mm, absolutely. We'll see you then. See you. Yeah. And write a compassionate letter to yourself, all yeah. That would be a nice, a really nice, idea. nice thing to, a nice idea. to explore. All right. <laughs> so see you soon then. <laughs> <laughs>